Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is episode 50 and it is Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everyone listening on Christmas Day. So this this episode, um, I just wanted to drop something, you know, give give um, some people um, uh, something to listen to, you know, after they're done with um, Christmas and they're settled down and, you know, and they're just doing their own thing and they want to still chill and they feel like um, listening to an episode. I uh, just want to have something available for a situation like that for some of you guys. Um, so this episode, I want to, uh, uh, this episode is an extension of a previous episode, um, episode 45. And that episode was titled why I failed in 2021 and how I'm coming out of it. And this episode, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into, uh, what happened you know, um, so I'm going to basically expound on a, on a situation that, that brought me down and, um, I've come out of it, learned some lessons, you know, lost money (laughs) and, um, and I'm moving forward. So this has everything to do with crypto. So I got involved real heavy um, back early February, March, uh, late February, excuse me, in March into the NF- the NFT craze. And I got sucked in, you know. Um, so this episode, I'm going to talk about how I lost money, how much money I lost, and the lessons I learned from that, how it, how it has, you know, made me become a better business person, entrepreneur, and, um, and, and, uh, um, expanded my, my, my thoughts and my, uh, my, my ideas, thoughts, and knowledge on crypto equities investing and so on and so forth so that's how it started early february or late february early march getting involved with the in the nft space um just all the hype around it right i got involved with it very heavy i mean i was spending a lot of time researching you know networking somewhat um joining the discord groups um and and really trying to figure out the space on trading nfts and you know i i would say that i it was it was i had a blast you know i had a blast because of just all of the just the excitement of it was very uh was very appealing very fun and you know, got a chance to you know network somewhat with some folks in the NFT space, and um, and it, it all together it was just fascinating. I mean, the, the adrenaline was was there, the the hype, the it, it, it was it was everything. You know, unfortunately, it was at the top of the market. What had happened was. Um, if you're unfamiliar, 
there is a um there is a website called nifty gateway and nifty gateway is a marketplace where nfts are bought and sold it's one of the it's one of the popular ones i mean there's some other marketplaces like OpenSea, which is probably probably uh it it's it's considered the ebay for nfts um the largest marketplace in the world right now but nft uh but nifty gateway was probably the most popular and the reason why the market started to explode partially was because uh you may have heard of an artist if you if you're some if you're somewhat tuned in you may have heard of an uh, um, uh, an artist called Beeple, and Beeple, you know, sold millions and millions of dollars of his artwork, and um, you know, went to the art auction house, and um, this this guy named Metacoven bought one of his pieces for like sixty million dollars or some shit like some crazy shit like that, right? So that became very popular. And then the second piece that um, brought a lot of people into the space. And inflated the market was, um, you know, people coming in and learning that they can use their credit cards to buy NFTs on Nifty Gateway. I mean, that's probably at the time, at least it was probably the only place where you can actually use your debit card or, or credit card to buy NFTs everywhere else. You had to have Ether, you know, um, and, uh, or, you know, for those who know Ethereum, right? So you had to have, or ETH, you had to have ETH in order to buy, uh, NFTs. And that's a whole different thing you have to do. You have to get a, you have to get a wallet, an ETH wallet, you know, and, and, and do all of that stuff, uh, that most people didn't know, most people don't know how to do. But if you introduce just a credit card, like, hey, I could just swipe, um, you know, put my credit card in and buy NFTs, that's very easy to do. And that, you know, that partially inflated the market. So I was coming in at the top of the market. Now, I am part of my background, um, you know, my recent, um, my most recent, uh, um, um, W2 work background is in bank banking and finance. Prior to that, my, my background is in the arts. You know, I worked at a museum for, um, probably about 10 years, um, in high school all the way up to I finished college. Uh, I worked at it. I worked in the arts and, uh, I was an artist myself. I was a spoken word artist poetry and things like that but i worked uh i worked around a lot of visual artists so i enjoy art you know in nft there's a lot of art you know art was the most popular leg of nfts i mean nfts could be anything but art was like the main niche for nfts so i really enjoyed um i really had some level of appreciation for the the artwork that i was um, you know, looking to trade. And, um, so, you know, there was a level of interest there. It wasn't just all greed. I would say mostly it was greed. Here's the problem that here's the problem though. The problem is the reason why, um, the problem, the problem was how I got in. 
See, I got in because I got bored of what I was doing. I got bored of the reselling, you know, I was bored. And um, I was about at that time, I was about seven or eight thousand dollars in debt, you know, outside of the student loans and outside of um, uh, the the car payment outside of that. I was that I mean, because right now I'm not really focused on that right now in terms of paying that stuff off. But I had like seven, eight thousand dollars. I was seven, eight thousand dollars away from being debt free minus those uh, few debts. OK, that I wasn't really, you know, I cared to calculate at the time. Um, I had paid off a whole bunch of debt. You know, I had last Q4 was a good Q4 for me last year, 2020. And um, and that allowed me to pay off a, 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 a nice chunk of debt. And I was seven, eight grand and seven, eight grand is actually really good for me because if 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 I didn't pay it off during the year. The goal was to eventually pay it off at the end of next Q4, which is the Q4 that we're in right now. That's getting ready to be over. 2021. So, um, so there was a level of greed of wanting to say to, of wanting to, you know, pay off my debt now instead of waiting until the end of the year. And, and the, um, so the, yeah, so there was, there was, there was greed with that. So I was very impatient. Um, and I was very bored. You know, just the reselling, it just got boring to me. Now, I've already reconciled in my mind about how I'm dealing, how, how I dealt with the boredom, like why I was bored in the first place and why it's important to, uh, why it's important to actually be bored in the business. If you're, if you're bored in the business, you're actually doing something right and you have to just do more of it. You know, if, if, if your, if your capabilities allowed, you have to do more of it to maximize the opportunity. And that possibly will bring back the excitement if you're, if you're doing bigger numbers, but you're probably doing something right if you're bored with it. And, um, and the other part is you probably, you probably do something right, but you're also not exploiting the opportunity fully. Okay, because there's no real reason you should be all the way bored um, unless, you, you know, unless you did everything you possibly could in, in that business and then you're bored. That's a whole different thing. But I was bored and I was greedy. That's how I got in. Okay, that is a bad combination, a bad foundation. Right. I, I wasn't thinking of it at the time, but, you know, looking back at it. Um. You know, uh, I thought, um, uh, I thought that, uh, this would be something I would do as well as the reselling that I was doing. I was like, you know, I can do both, right? That was, that was the goal. You know, I could make money doing this, trading NFTs and things like that, and also do the reselling, but, uh, it be it started to really consume most of my time, so I was spending most of my time 
trying to trade NFTs, learning the game and learning how to uh, trade NFTs, and eventually start learning how to trade just um, crypto in general, just day trading, you know, that eventually led to day trading. Um, and uh, it, it consumed a lot of my time and my sales was reflecting um, that was that my sales were my sales were reflecting that reality with with uh you know in the last episode um uh, episode 45 they're talking about that this episode is, is an extension of uh I talked about you know losing touch with you know my my core business um and in this this is what I'm talking about I'm I'm talking about it this is like this is what happened I got bored and I got greedy you know so, and then something presented itself that was shiny. It was a shiny object and I went for it and, you know, and I, and I, and I got wrecked. Okay. All in all, you know, net, 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 I lost. Um, I realized a loss of $10,000. I got a spreadsheet of everything, of all of my transactions for the NFTs that I traded. So all in all, I lost almost $11,000. So $10,985.44. Net, net, net. Now, here's the crazy thing about it. Now, that's my realized loss. Now, if I were, you know, if, if I were to go back and um, look at the money that, um, that, I, that, I, that I on paper lost, it's close to... It's over a hundred grand. Okay. So what I mean by that is, uh, I'm going to get into the lessons in a second. So what I mean by that is at a certain point, I was, like I said, I was getting wrecked. The market started crashing very shortly after I got in and I'm, you know, trying to trade, you know, I'm buying things that I shouldn't have bought and I'm not making, I'm, I'm very, I am acting extremely irrational and extremely stupid. You know, uh, this is probably the, the, one of the, you know, the most stupidest things I've ever done was this whole thing that I'm talking about. It was cause it was completely irrational and it was, it was, it was very stupid for me to do. Okay. Um, it, it, it just, it just, you know, I, I I regret, you know, it happening this way, but I'm I'm actually also grateful at the same time uh, because of the lessons I learned. So all in all, I lost eleven thousand. Okay, so let me back up a little bit. Let me just give you the the totals of everything. Okay, so all in all, I bought sixty three thousand four hundred forty dollars and forty four cents in NFTs. Okay, this is over. This is from, what is this? From March? Yep, March 1st, I bought my, no, no, no. February 27th, I bought my first NFT. It's an NFT called Lavish. Uh, very interesting piece of artwork. Now, I don't read, like, the art, the art is, I, I really enjoyed the art. Like, I really enjoyed the art. I really enjoyed connecting with the artists. And I really enjoyed, um, you know, seeing the artists do what they do, you know, in, 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 in this modern way. I mean, there has been never been a time in history where artists were able to do what they're able to do now, which is really connect with the people. 
on a very on a very you know intimate level to to a, a greater degree than ever before but anyways okay so yeah my first nft was bought february 27th so in between february 27th and july what is this oh, where'd it go nest graphics july 1st yep so between february 27th and july 1st i bought a total of sixty-three thousand four hundred forty dollars in nfts now i've sold my total sales price for all of those nfts was sixty one thousand seven hundred eighteen so my total of all the nfts that i bought sixty three thousand and the total of all the nfts that i sold was sixty one thousand now there's a fee there's a fee you know the transaction fees right Transaction fees total, all the transaction, all the transaction fees for all of those NFTs was nine thousand two hundred sixty-three, which gives me a, a loss of ten thousand nine hundred eighty-five. Okay, so some of you may be wondering, like, well, how did I do that? Well, I had a credit card, and um, I just I just had excess capital laying around that I thought I could do something with. And I was just basically buying and selling, buying and selling, buying and selling, buying and selling. And that's how it totaled up to 63440 I didn't buy all of it at one time. It's just over the course of February 27th all the way to July 1st, right? So being able to buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell. Okay. Okay. So so that that that's, in a nutshell, the numbers. Okay. So here's, I, I, I learned four lessons, four general lessons. Um, and then I also learned four lessons specifically about me. Okay. Um, and some of them may overlap, you know, I didn't really think too hard about them and, and, and try to, you know, be all analytical to a certain degree. I was kind of just, just writing, writing down what happened. <clears throat> so, um, or writing down the lessons that I've, you know, that I learned. So some of them may overlap. So lessons in general was that I know nothing or I knew nothing about investing equities in crypto. I knew nothing. I know nothing about it. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about it. You know, I know, I know more now, you know, not as a little time has passed, but it's funny because, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in business administration with the concentration in finance. Now, I did learn about uh, equities in a certain degree. But what I didn't learn about, I didn't learn about how fear and greed, how fear and greed, um, how those two things make up the cycles of a market. Or of the equity market, of the crypto market, in all of the sub markets in those things. Okay, didn't know that before. You know, heard about it a little bit. You know, but I never really knew it, and I never really, and I never experienced it myself. So, 
I sold everything I sold was at the bottom of the market. And and that takes that takes me back to what I was saying about um, the actual like the actual loss that I that I uh, the unrealized loss that I actually incurred. The unrealized loss totals over a hundred grand, and that's because, like I said, the market was crashing. Uh, and I was being fearful and I sold shit off and, and I was being fearful because I was like, you know what? This is actually like, this is actually really weighing on me. Like these assets are coming so down in price, coming so far down in price. I don't know if they're going to go to zero. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. So I rather some, some of my thought process in, in, in sometimes it's right to do, uh, um, what I'm getting ready to say is like, okay, just take your losses and move on. Now that may be okay if you're, you know, from time to time and, you know, obviously the, there's going to be other dynamics and situation, situational factors, but that is a, a reasonable thought process. But if it's, if that's thought process with every single thing, every single asset, man, I mean, shit, it's not good. Right. So, I mean, the market was like taken bad and I, I, I don't even want to look at all of the assets that I used to own and see what the value of their, the value of them are now. I don't even want to look, but I did see a few of them. I saw maybe all four NFTs that I bought and I knew I should have kept, but I didn't. I knew I should have kept them, but I didn't. And their prices from when I bought them and the prices now total about 80 grand. That's why I say it's over 100 grand because just four NFTs that I bought and sold at a loss, I bought and sold at a loss. The the value of them now are just ridiculous. Okay. And it totaled about 80 grand. And I've bought and sold at least maybe about. Let's see, eight. What is this? I'm trying to see how many how many NFTs I bought and sold. About forty. Yeah, about forty. About forty NFTs. Okay. So the first lesson I learned, the general lesson, is I I knew I knew I didn't I didn't know shit. <laughs> I don't know enough about investing. I don't know I don't know. I don't know enough. Okay. Second one, the second lesson I learned in general is that all markets are manipulated. I mean, I would go as far as to say everything is manipulated. You know, everything from obviously the 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 media that we watch. You know, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff is manipulated content. The crypto market is manipulated. The equities market. Is manipulated. The economy, the U.S. economy, is manipulated. Everything is manipulated. Okay. Now, does that make me sound like I'm I'm, I'm tin foil hat guy? Makes me sound like that to to people who don't know this or people who don't realize this. But it but I realize that. That's the case. It it's entirely the case. Everything that you 
you read about, whether it's crypto, like, you know, any good news or any bad news was purposely put there. Okay. It's put there for a specific reason and it's put there at a specific time to, um, to, uh, to evoke a specific emotion. And that emotion is going to be either fear or greed. Okay. So if it's bad news, it's also, it's going to make you, you know, make people have fear. And what that does is when a person has fear, they do what I did, which was go out and sell their assets. They sell it to the people at a, at a, at a discount to the people who know better, who are going to hold that asset and sell it for a higher price. Okay. And typically those are the people, you know, who are the, the diamond hand sellers are buying from the paper hand sellers. That's all that is. Okay. That's when there's fear. Okay. When there's greed, all that is, is the diamond hand sellers are ready to sell. They're ready to sell to the fool who's going to pay, who's going to overpay because they read some good news about the market, whatever it is. Okay. Whether it's, it doesn't matter. Any market, crypto equities, doesn't matter. When there's good news, that means diamond hand sellers are ready to sell and they're going to sell at the highest price that they possibly can. And they're going to sell it to the fool who's going to pay, who's going to over, over uh, pay. Okay. When there's bad news. When there's bad news, the, the paper hand sellers are going to sell at the lowest price possible to the people who are going to basically buy, to the diamond hand sellers who are buying at a discount so they can sell it at the top of the market, okay? That's a cycle, all right? It's fear and greed. Now, everything's manipulated, though. Everything's manipulated. I'm just talking about the crypto market, and the equities market. But everything is manipulated. I'll give you another example. I'll give you an example that's not crypto related. Okay, let's see. What is the tax code? Um, oh, just, you know, if, if I'm stopping like that, I'm just drinking my Coke. Um, what is the tax code? The tax code is a document that lists all the incentives that the government wants you to take hold of. The government is manipulating the economy through the tax code. So, if the tax code says uh, there's something called uh, uh, 1031 exchange, which I I have to get more up to date on that in terms of uh, I, I think they I think they kind of you know they changed it or took it away, but there, there was something called the 1031 exchange which allows you to you know take a piece of real estate and exchange it for a another piece of real estate that's somewhat that, that's alike. So if I take an apartment building and I want to exchange it for another apartment building or if I want to buy another apartment building, I can consider that as an exchange. So that way 
I don't pay taxes on the apartment building that I'm exchanging for the new one. Okay, so I'm not selling my current apartment building to buy the new apartment building. I'm just exchanging it. And it allows me not to pay taxes on the apartment building that I used to own. Okay. So what that does is it's an incentive for people to um, keep buying more real estate or keep exchanging more real estate. Okay. You won't pay taxes. That's a manipulation. The government gives you uh, 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 write-offs for having kids or or getting married. That's a manipulation. Now, if that if those write-offs were not there, there would be fewer people seeing a benefit for being married or having kids, and they would have less kids overall. Not you know not individually, just overall, they'll have less kids. So this manipulation, people get triggered by the word manipulation. It's not a good thing, not a bad thing. I don't look at it that way. All I'm saying is whenever you see uh, um, a rule in place to get people to do something, that is manipulation. Okay, Meaning that if that rule is not in place, less people would do that thing. That's how our economy is being lifted up because lower, um, lower interest rates makes people want to borrow more money. That, that's called manipulation. Okay. People, people borrow more money. They buy more shit and prices inflation goes up because more people have more money to buy more shit. That's why prices start going up. So when you start realizing that all this stuff is manipulated, okay, it 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 kind of you know it, it allows you to be somewhat less emotional. That's the goal is to be as less emotional as possible. You don't want to feel fear. You don't want to feel greed. It's a human emotion, and it's a human emotion that you know that they know they meaning the people who manipulate the markets, they know that that's a human emotion that people cannot avoid, you know? So that way they can have a market. There can, there can only be a crypto market or an equities market with fear or greed. If there's no fear or greed, there's no market, okay? So anyways, you just have to know that. I didn't really know that, right? I didn't really know that. And a lot of us hear about it, but you don't really know, no, you don't really know, no, until you're actually experiencing it. You don't, you don't really know until you're experiencing it day in, day out, day in, day out. Especially, you know, when you're coming in at, when you're coming in at the top of the market and then when the market starts crashing, like how I came in and you're trying to figure it out, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Or I didn't rather. You're trying to figure it out. You really learn these lessons and they get ingrained in your brain the way it is for me right now different from someone who's coming at the bottom and who got lucky and came in at the bottom and started selling when the, when the market started going up people people start thinking they're geniuses but when but the reality is they just came in when the market was going up or they came in right before the market was going up had nothing to do with their intelligence or anything like that so it may seem like a smart thing to do at that time for those people and a dumb thing or a stupid thing for people like me who came in at the top of the market and then the market starts crashing. All it is is a matter of knowing when to come in. 
Okay. Okay. So number one is general lessons that I learned was I knew nothing about investing in equities or crypto. Two is all markets are manipulated. Uh, that's how the world goes around. Uh, three, what is it? Um, the third one is, yeah, NFTs. Trading NFTs is a rich man's sport. Okay. It's a rich man's sport. Okay. Um, I had no business doing what I was doing. I have no business spending $63,000 of money that wasn't mine, you know, borrowed money, uh, and, and then losing 10000 of it. I had no business doing that, okay? First of all, yo, these people who are buying these NFTs, these, mo most of them, see, see, here's the thing, okay? There was two separate people buying NFTs at this time. Because like I said, people started rushing to the market. And that's what inflated the market. There were people who were hearing about the money being made, such as myself. Then there are people who are already in the market before the market started going up. Okay. The people who are already in the market, who've been in the market for years, these people are crypto rich, right? These people made their money in Bitcoin. They, these people, these, these people have been in crypto for years. You know, they call them crypto natives. Okay. These people have been in crypto for years. And this goes back to what I was saying. These were the diamond hand. The people who, the diamond hand sellers, the people who knew the game already, they were selling at the highest prices possible to the to people, to the dumb money, right? Which was the group I was in, the dumb money, the people who were coming into the market, not knowing shit. And they saw a entry, which was the entry was being able to buy NFTs on a credit card. That was the entry. You know, you don't have to know anything to do that. They saw that. And then they started making their money. Even more. Right. They started doing things and they, they made more money. People who knew the game selling to people who didn't know the game. OK. So um, these people are crypto rich. Like these people have money that I, I've worked. I worked. Like I said, I worked at banks. You know, I've seen some money. I, I'm already aware that there's a lot of people with money. OK. I've seen people with money. I've seen money, but I ain't seen money like this crypto money. This crypto money, that's money. You know what I'm saying? Like they made their money in Bitcoin and they're just reinvesting it back into more crypto. Okay. So it's a rich man's sport. Okay. Now you can poor, can poor people come in and finesse you know, and find some, some, uh, find it, find, find a, uh, find a crack in the alley and, you know, water a seed and, and, and grow a tree. Yep. It's possible, but you gotta, man, you gotta be disciplined as hell. You gotta be disciplined as hell to do that. You gotta be not moved by, you gotta be not moved by fear or greed in order to do that. So your emotions have to really be intact. Okay. When you're seeing a bunch of money coming in in one area, you can't go that way because you know some funny business going on over there. Okay, you got to go where 
no one's really seeing the puck being moved. All right. So you got to you got to buy the crypto punks before people know they're crypto punks. You got you have to do that. Right. So you got to know the trends. So you got to be on Twitter. You got to be following all these artists. You got to be all in the discords. You got to do all that stuff. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a full time gig, you know, part time. Yo, like you probably will make some money, but you got to even be more disciplined because you don't want to uh, make, make a mistake. Cause one mistake could, 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 could bank, could, could take you out the game for a poor person. When I say poor person, I don't mean actually poor. I mean, when you put the crypto rich people next to the average person, they look poor. You know, so that's why that's why I mean my poor people means meaning everyone that's not crypto rich. That's what I mean. OK, so that's, you know, most of us, <laughs> you know, so. So, yeah, this is a game that you got to learn how to play. Now, this is with NFTs. It's with uh, actual coins, whether it's, you know, you know, you know, the actual coins, you know, but NFTs that that game, it's, it's a real game you can play, but you got to be disciplined and you got to be experienced and. You know, you got to have some money. And if you don't have some money, yo, you got to be even, you got to be more disciplined and more experienced than a lot of these people who are already in the game. Okay. So anyways, so, um, that's the third one. NFTs are a rich man's sport. And, you know, I had no business of being, no, I had no business of doing this. Okay. So that's, that's like the, 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 the dual lesson. Um, crypto is a hustle, just like equities are. Equities are a hustle too. You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, a lot of people gave Elon Musk shit for um when he was on SNL talking about Dogecoin, and he said something that stuck with me. You know, in, in the skit, one of the actors, you know, asked Elon Musk, "Oh, what is uh, what is Dogecoin?" You know, because Elon Musk at one point, you know, uh, endorsed Dogecoin. He said, yeah, it's a hustle. He said, it's a hustle. Right. That's what he said. Right. And I was like, "Ooh, that got a sting. You know, it has a sting to people who actually own Dogecoin. Because the problem with these people, man, who get into these, uh, they call, you know, called meme coins. The meme coins are the, are the uh the crypto assets or cryptocurrencies that some people call them as people. I think more people are starting to call them as crypto assets, but cause the, you know, the problem is these people get really emotional about these meme coins. People got really emotional about Dogecoin. Like I'm going to hold Dogecoin until it's a dollar or some shit. I saw, I saw a pod, or I, I saw a podcast on YouTube where a guy had $2 million worth of Dogecoin. You know, he bought it back when it was, he bought Dogecoin back when it was like 25 cents a coin or some, something crazy or two cents or whatever it was. And it was, oh, excuse me, just um, hear my wife moving. It's, it's by, the, by the way, it's, it's almost six o'clock in the morning and just listen out for my wife. Anyways, um, so, so yeah, so. I remember Dogecoin was about at seventy-two cents a coin um, when, when you know, when the interview dropped. He had like two million dollars, and then you know, Dogecoin went to shit and everything like that. 
and he he didn't sell. How does this thing? He he didn't want to sell the Dogecoin because he didn't want to feel like a fraud, right? He didn't want to feel like he was, you know, because he was like the Dogecoin man or whatever he was on YouTube. He has his own YouTube channel. He was like the Dogecoin guy or whatever. He thought people would get mad at him if he sold his Dogecoin. I'm like, yo, you, you are too wrapped up into this. You got to sell that shit, man. <laughs> $2 million. This, this stuff is a hustle. Now, listen, you know, people are going to argue to the end of time about if Bitcoin is going to be, you know, the world's currency and all this stuff. I don't believe so personally. I don't believe it's going to be the, the world cur currency. I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist. There's a lot of Bitcoin maximalists, maximalists out there who believe that Bitcoin is going to, you know, you know, go to a million dollars, which it may have. It may. It may. You know, I'm not going to refute that, but it's it's going to be the reserve currency of the world. I don't think so. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not an Ethereum maximalist. There's the Ethereum maximalists, you know, it's, but you know, look, all markets are manipulated. Okay. The government, all the government has to do is shut this shit down. All right. That's all they have to do is say, yo, you know what? Nah, but here's the thing. They won't do it. They won't do it is because the crypto market is the new equities market. Okay. There's a slowdown in adoption uh, in equities. Even though you got, you know, the Weeble and the, uh, what's the other one? Um, and there's so many other ones. Uh, uh, well, with them, it's escaping me. One of the popular ones. Well, the ones, you know, the apps where you buy, uh, where you buy stocks and things like that, right? So even though that did blow it up, but more people, more um, younger, you know, younger people are buying into the crypto thing, right? That is ripe. That's ripe for taxes, okay? So the government sees that as that is that is that's everything. So it it doesn't make sense in the long run for the government to shut crypto down. Is because they want to get as many people as possible adopting it while the rules are still, um, while the rules are still, um, you know, still wild, wild westy. Um, I mean, there's more rules now than there was before in terms of um, uh, reporting and, you know, um, you know, having to give your socials and stuff like that to, the, to these to these to uh, these to these places where you buy your Bitcoin. And your other crypto. Now the rules, you know, they're starting. the The rules are starting to creep in, you know, because um, you got the re the reporting requirements and things like that. Just like banks have the same thing, you know, the re reporting requirements. But the but the 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 game plan is to get as many people on it, get them used to using it, get get them feeling that they can't be without it. And then you start taxing it. Okay. And then you start, you know, putting the rules in after everybody's already on it. And there's like a lot of adoption. So that's where this is going. You know, this it's not going to get shut down. Crypto is not going to zero. It's, it's not. Okay. Just like the equities, just like the equities market. It's not going to go to zero. You know, there's not going to not be any more stocks. There's not going to not going to be any more crypto. I don't believe Okay. Different countries will ban it, so on and so forth. 
but it's a real market and I believe you can rely on it to do what the equities market does, which is go up and down, up and down, up and down. Now, obviously it's a lot more risky than the equities market. So you, uh, myself, speaking to myself, I, you know, I still want to play in the NFT game. Like I said, I enjoy the art. I, I had a lot of fun doing what I was doing. I enjoyed it. I just didn't have the money for it. So I do want to put some money away to uh, um, to play the game a little bit. Just put, put a little bit away. All right. Um, yeah, so if you, you know, heard that skipping or how the audio just kind of switched over, I had to stop recording for a second, check on the wife. Um, like I said, it's almost six, it's almost 6 a.m. Um, and wife's pregnant. Just wanted to check on her real quick. Um, so basically I was saying that, you know, um, I need to make more money so I could put a, a little bit of money, at least, you know, 5% or less, maybe 10% or less of my net worth into these, uh, you know, risky assets like, um, NFTs, NFT art. Or things like that, you know? Um, so, yeah. So, it's definitely definitely a hustle. Um, let's see. So, those were the four, like, you know, lessons, like, in general that I learned. But there was very sp- specific things that, that I, um, specific action, action plans that I made for myself um, that, get, that go in a little bit more. Uh, that's a little bit more specific. A little bit more specific to the lessons that I learned. Okay, so um, the first one. Um, okay, so so the the overall um, lessons that are specific for me is to how to is to uh, accomplish becoming less emotional um, in the markets. I'm not too greedy. I'm not too fearful. Okay. I have to find a middle ground that I can cruise on to make decisions, to be able to make decisions. Um, that's the overall mission of the specific lessons specifically about me. Anyway, so the first one is I need to invest in index funds. Okay. That may seem somewhat unrelated, but it actually is. So very specifically, I need to put, I need to put my money into, um, Uh, index funds okay so uh the reason why is is just very simple just having um a worst case scenario approach everything else fails you know i have i have my investment uh index funds that you know don't earn a high return that may not be beating the market but the my my buying power does not, you know, go down too much. Okay, so I'm, I may worst case scenario, uh, I'll just be on track with inflation as time goes on. You know, worst case scenario, or just a little bit under it. Okay, so I, I need to do these things because, uh, you know, in entrepreneurship we take a lot of risks. Okay, we 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 do risky shit. And I think, I think for me, um, I've been doing a lot of risky things for quite a bit of time. And I, I became a little numb to it 
and I took on a little more risk than I should have uh, with with trading NFTs, and I, and I lost ten grand. Okay, and it made me realize like, okay, I can't keep I I can't keep operating like this, right? I can't keep operating on high risk, high reward type of situations, and that's what the index funds are for. Low risk, low reward, <laughs> you know. Um, um, so that, that's just completely the opposite of my, my, my nature, but is exactly what I need. Okay. Um, and I notice, you know, that I'm taking a lot. I notice in, in, in business, I am looking for, I am, um, in, 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 in entrepreneurship and business, I'm, I'm, how do I say this? Uh, I, I see myself actually right now transitioning where I'm taking fewer risks, but the rewards are higher. That could be a, a, a situation as well. And, and that's, you know, with the, with the, with the private label stuff that I'm doing now, which I'm going to get into, uh, either the next episode or the episode after the next one, it's lower risk stuff that I'm doing. And the reward is actually higher, but it's still, the risk is still greater than the average risk. So the average risk index funds generally, you know, earn eight to 10% per year. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I just think that's the route that I need to take. I need to put a bunch of money in index funds. Two is, uh, number two, I need to make more money. You know, I need to make more money to be able to play in these games. These, you know, whether it's crypto and all these, 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 these little games, they're, they're risky. Okay. Um, they're risky assets to be trading, including some of the stocks, a lot of the stocks, but crypto can be very, it's very volatile. If anybody, anybody who's in crypto, they know that one day it's up, one day it's down, one day it's up, one day it's down. But I'm focusing on making more money so I can play in the games that I want to play in, you know, whether it's NFT art or whatever else comes up, a small percentage of my net worth, 5% or less into these risky assets. Right. So, so if I, if I, if I'm investing in index funds, if I'm having index funds and I'm making a lot of money, you know, that, that I can put away and a sizable amount to play these games, I'm going to be less fearful. Okay. So, so that's the whole goal. Like I said, the overall lesson is to become less emotional in the markets. So the thing is, I need to become less fearful. Okay. Uh, number three is stop listening to, to moon boys, moon boys and maximalists. So the moon boys are, uh, you know, the you know the YouTube channels or the the, the people on Twitter or whoever wh- wherever they are right you know have always something positive to say about crypto you know Bitcoin's going to the moon this is going to the moon um, Cardano's going to the moon Shiba Inu is going to the moon Gar- Dogecoin going to the moon Ethereum going to like, every, everything's fucking going to the moon all the time okay those are the moon boys you gotta stay away from them fools man. Yeah, you, you gotta not. You don't listen to a thing they say, cause they're gonna fuck with your. They're fucking with your emotions. Okay, when the market's good, they're doing good. When the market's bad, they're doing good. Okay, when the market's good, you're doing good. 
When the market's bad, you're doing bad. Okay? That's not it's not the same for them. They're doing good either way. Because why? Because when the market is good, you watch a lot of their content. When the market is bad, you're watching a lot of their content. That's why they're doing good, whether the market is down or up. Okay? So when the market is bad, you're selling and and maybe not selling, but you're kind of getting hope from these moon boys that the market will go back up. You know, you're just kind of just holding on to hope. Okay? And there's other reasons why not to fuck with these dudes. But yeah, can't listen to the moon boys. All the YouTube channels, whatever. You gotta stay away from them dudes, man. And then the maximalists. Maximalists is, oh, you know, you know, this country's gonna, this country's gonna adopt Bitcoin. They're only gonna take Bitcoin and the US dollar is gonna just disappear. Okay? And Bitcoin is gonna be the reserve currency of the world. Man, fuck that shit, man. Okay? So you can't believe in that shit. You know, the only thing you need to believe is markets are manipulated. All right. You put some money in, hold on to it and then take your money out when when the market's up. You know, if if, if you want to trade that way or just leave it in, you know, if it's less than five percent of your net worth, what, what what difference does it really make? OK, so. So, yeah, don't listen to the moon boys. Don't listen to the maximalists. You know, stop listening to them dudes, man. Talking to myself, but I'm that's some that. If, if I if I can't give any advice, uh, that would be the only thing I would say. If there if there's if there's some reason for some reason I can't give any advice, I would scream out that. Okay. Um, and then obviously the the fourth one obviously is don't sell when the market's down, which is I did, which is which is which is what I did. I sold everything when the market was down because I wanted to just I wanted to be done with with the the roller coaster of emotions that I was going through, like. The fear and the greed and the fear and the greed was exhausting. Okay. It was exhausting trying to like trying to figure it out. <laughs> you know, trying to figure it out. And 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 the thing is like I was, you know, all of this stuff actually, you know, transitioned to, you know, learning to day trade as well. So I was trading NFTs and just trading crypto and Ethereum and all that kind of stuff. Uh and Cardano. I was I was trading it and I was learning about uh uh day trading. Man, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. You know, I'm not, I am not, uh, I'm not made for that. I'm not made for that. You know, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Now, if I can do it like, you know, for fun, I think, you know, yeah, I can do it. You know, I can, you know, I'm made for that. Right. So like I said, if I'm putting 5% of my money away and 2% of my money towards these games, then I can, you know, play. But I was coming in and kind of relying on the money to actually be significant for me. You know, I wasn't coming in with 5%. I was, you know, spending money that wasn't mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so when you come from that angle, yeah, you know, your emotions are all crazy and it's, it's exhausting. I sold everything and said, you know what, fuck it, I'm out. I got to get back to my business. Okay. And when I did that, uh, my business started increasing every month when I went back to it. Yeah, when I got back to my business, things started going, you know, I got back to focusing on the business. Things started going well. Um, okay, so I'm going to wrap this one up uh, very soon. I'm just going to, um, you know, for anyone who wants to kind of, you know, dip their toes into stuff, 
um, you know, this episode. I hope you listen to, and I hope you t- the lessons that I'm learning. I hope you you take them with you if you do want to kind of you know dip your toe into something. Um, you know, please don't make the same mistakes that I made. You know, that's the reason why I'm telling you. But it's this um, well, excuse me if I'm you know making these crazy noises with my mouth drinking this drinking this coke. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, don't make the don't make the same mistakes. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some some NFT artists that you would want to follow if you do want to get in the game. Um, these are people who, um, these are people who, you know, that you want to follow. Okay. And you want to pick up some of their, their work and learn more about them and pick up some of their work when, when, when you can, if you can, but at the same time, you know, nothing, um, urgent or you have to move quick on or anything like that. And you have to learn the game. Yeah. You still have to learn the game. So you don't want to bypass learning the game of buying assets that will increase in value. Because some of this shit is like guaranteed. Some of this shit is guaranteed money. You know, if if you play it right. It's guaranteed money if you play it right. Look, I, I'll give you an artist. One of, my, one, of my, one of my favorite artists is an artist. Uh, her name, um, his name, excuse me, is Fuocious. Uh, F-E-W-O-C-I-O-U-S Fewocious, one of the highest paid NFT artists in the game um, you know that was uh, his artwork, I actually won in a raffle I won in a raffle for uh, $1,500 when I first started, I bought it when did I, when did I buy this, February 27th yeah, bought it February 27th and then I sold it a couple of days later I sell it for so I bought it for fifteen hundred and I sold it for three thousand a couple of days later. Now this this artwork I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure this artwork is probably maybe worth you know three four five times higher than that. But but anyways, um, yeah, Fuocious. Um, you want to follow? You want to follow him? You want to follow uh, Trevor Andrew? Um, no, actually, no, not Trevor Andrew. No, I lost a fucking, a fuckload of money on this dude. His artwork. Look, I, yeah, I bought a piece for 3500 and I sold it for 300 Wait, I bought a piece for 3500 and I sold it for 2500 It was a very stupid buy. Shouldn't have bought it. Just stupid. Stupid decision I made. Um, Three Lao is cool. I personally would not I would buy more of his stuff, but he's he's very invested in in the NFT space and a very you know good person to follow. Um, but I, you know my opinion is just my opinion. You know who if I I wouldn't buy them again, but you know that doesn't mean that the artwork, his artwork would not be valuable. Uh, th- three loud three L A U. Uh, too much lag. You want to follow that person. Um, dot pigeon. You definitely want to follow dot pigeon and try to pick up any rare piece of of of, of artwork done by him. X copy definitely want see some of these artists. You can't like thing is like when I was buying these artists back in April and shit in in in, in March. You probably can't buy their artwork anymore because 
their 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 the value of them skyrocket. That pigeon is one of them. X copy is definitely one of them. Um, Pack, P A K is definitely one of them. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Pack, he had a piece I bought. Um, uh, what is it? Pack, yeah, but if I had a piece for like five hundred dollars, the the one that he uh, he was at the auction, the Sotheby's auction, bought it for five hundred. I knew I should have kept it. I sold it for maybe I bought a few of them, but they're now about twenty grand. They're worth about twenty grand, and I I've sold them. Like 20, I sold one at I sold one for a loss. Wait, what did I do here? I bought. I bought a, I bought one on the secondary sec I bought one on the primary market and then one on the secondary market. Obviously, the one in the primary market was the five hundred dollar one. On the secondary market, I bought from someone else for fifteen hundred, and I sold that for twelve fifty. I sold at a loss because the market was going down. I thought it was going. I thought it wasn't going to. You know. You know the, the fear. You know I knew that shit was going to go up, but the fear the fear got me. But then I sold. Where where did the other one go? I'm just going through my spreadsheet. Damn, where'd it go? Okay. Where'd it go? Shit, man. Um, let me control F. Oh, here it is. Yeah. 500 purchase price. I bought one on the secondary market again for $1,450 and sold it for $2,424. Where was the one that I bought for 500 well for 500 I sold for maybe about 1800 or 2000 where'd it go it was one of the last pieces that's one of the last pieces I sold. Maybe, maybe did it make it to the spreadsheet? Shoot, maybe it didn't make it to the spreadsheet. I gotta go back and put it in there. But anyways, um, yeah. So Pac, you definitely want to follow Pac. Um, uh, where is these other ones? X Copy for sure. Uh, Nest Graphics, a hundred percent. Noise Seven. Noise Seven is one of my favorite artists. Uh, Nest Graphics. I don't even know if you get your hands on any of that. I bought, I bought that. I got that in a raffle for 50, a raffle for fifteen hundred and sold it for six grand. Like ten minutes later, less than ten minutes later. So I won, I won it in a raffle. Um, paid fifteen hundred dollars for it when I won the raffle, and sold it for six grand. Right after, put it on the second name market, put it up to six grand, and made thirty six hundred. That was one of the last pieces that um, that I that I bought and sold. Probably like the second to last piece. So I'm, I don't I don't know why. Um, the I'm missing one. I'm missing the pack on here. I gotta go back and, and look that one up. But anyways, um, yeah, made thirty six hundred dollars. Now that was that actually saved me because I was in the hole about almost fifteen grand. Making thirty five, making making thirty six hundred dollars, you know, lowered lessened the blow <laughs> down to ten thousand, um, almost eleven thousand in, in in losses. So, 
yeah, if you add 3,600, that would have been, you know, um, 13,600. 13, That's how much I was down before I sold that one. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, who else? Um, Wisby, if you, if you can get your hands on something. Wisby, Jose Delbo. But you got to make sure you pick up assets that are rare from these people. You know, you can't just pick up something that's, that they made a lot of, you know. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it from, from my collection that I recommend. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, Nest Graphics, Pac, X-Copy, um, Dot Pigeon, Too Much Lag, Fuocious, and then there's a there's a whole bunch of other ones that that I that I have on my um I'm not really on Twitter, but I use my Twitter to follow all the artists that I want to follow. I have a whole bunch there. Um yeah, get get on Discord. Um join NF, NFT siblings. Join NFT siblings uh on YouTube and then they'll they'll I think they'll have a link to their Discord. Join them if you can. Those the there's a their brother and sister um um you know partnership or whatever on youtube uh man they're good they're good i got a lot of my game from them um they've been right on everything in terms of calling what's a good buy and what's not a good buy they've been right on everything you know and i i, I didn't you know obviously i didn't trust it right away when it, and you know but they were right about everything everything so i don't i don't i don't doubt anything they say anymore um because they go in sometimes they go into detail of why something might be a good investment or not but they know how to they they don't really tell they don't really you know that's not their 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 goal is to be like this channel where they're telling people how to you know sniff out good investments versus bad investments they sometimes go over the logic if you see on their youtube channel nft siblings but i don't really fully understand how they're doing it um, but they know how to look at the market and and determine if something's a good buy or not when when their artist drops it's amazing um but anyways yeah so go follow them if you're if you're interested and um and you know there's one channel that i actually just like i like to watch you know, this 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 guy uh, from the UK, of uh, the NFT siblings. These are guys like an, uh, the guy and girl. I think from China or Japan, I think. But anyways, um, um, but I do watch uh, a, a, a trading channel. This guy in the UK, uh, trade the channel is called Traders Reality. Traders Reality. Um, I just thought his, his the, the content was just fascinating. You know, that's where I get on my game from. I'm not. Yeah, those are the only two places that I'm going to go to when I'm, you know, when I'm going to be, when I get back into the game, I already know where I'm going to go to spend my time, you know, and connect and connect is traders reality to kind of get the game and the understanding on how the markets work. Right. His, his methodology. Um, I just, I just fucking enjoy his content. His methodology makes a lot of sense. And I, and I, I follow his content a lot during that time. And I, I, I trust what he's saying. You know, I trust what he's saying. 
um, because the way he does it, he'll, you know, he will, um, what does he say? Um, he says, uh, he says something that, that very that stuck with me, but I, I guess I'm forgetting it. Um, you know, anyways, but yeah, his content is amazing. The reason why I trust a lot of his stuff is because he, you know, he'll do a, a stream, you know, probably a couple of hours. Sometimes, um, it's, it's, it's been shorter, but when it, when it was first really getting popping, you know, he would do a couple hours stream and it was just fucking fun, you know, uh, you know, people in the chats and just listening to him and him, him just spitting the game on, on how he's trading. Uh, he's a trader, you know, trading Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever else, but his methodology just makes sense for a lot of things in my mind. I'm connect, I'm connecting dots on things that aren't just crypto or equities. It's just, it's business and entrepreneurship, you know, to, to me, not to everybody. Because he is, you know, doing day trading. So if you're not, if you don't really care about that, I wouldn't check him out. But I I actually probably would check him out, even if you don't really want to get into that. Because the way his mind works um, is very similar to, to, to how ours work. But anyways, uh, yeah. So those are only two resources that I really, really fuck with. Traders Reality and NFT Siblings. And then obviously follow as many uh, NFT artists as you possibly can to learn the game and and, and, and so forth and so forth. But anyways, um, that's it. That's it for now. <sighs> you know, um, a couple of hours, kids going to be up and uh, opening Christmas gifts. But um, I just wanted to drop an episode for you guys um, because I said I would. <laughs> and um, Merry Christmas. And be safe, be sound, and uh, let's get this money. Peace.